1: All right, folks, welcome into the Orange and Brown Report. I am your host, Jared Mueller. Thanks for stopping by. Hope everybody is doing well. We are still in victory week as we prepare for the Cleveland Browns to match up with the Philadelphia Eagles. In just a little bit, I'm going to have the legend, Fred Grisamon, to talk about what's going on with the team, where they're at, and what his thoughts are. Uh, I'm initiating a new. Uh, I'll call it a segment What's Fred feeling uh, Or how's Fred feeling Because I feel like that's something I always want to know Fred's history with the team tells me He's going to have a feel for things uh, Differently than others do Just because of he's been around And he knows what's going on And he, he gets a feel for things in ways that People who haven't been covering the team for that long Don't really get those same feels They might have feelings, but I'd like to hear what Fred has going on. So we're going to talk to Fred uh, in just here in a second, but first I want to talk to you about Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is our best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. So you only got a little over a month, folks, which means Christmas is a little over a month. So offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And it's time to bring on the legend, uh, Fred Greetham. All right, folks, and as promised, I'm here now with some Fred. How are you doing tonight, brother?
0: Doing great.
1: Good. Good to hear. So, Fred, I think I'm, I want to start calling this, how's Fred feeling like that? I feel like I always want to know how you're feeling about things. And so the Browns are six and three. How's Fred feeling?
0: Well, you know, it's, uh, you know they're winning games. They should. And they're not, you know, really winning decisively, but they're winning. I've covered this team, you know, for way too long, and they found ways to lose. This year they're finding ways to win. So, I mean, 6 is tremendous. I don't think anybody thought they'd be at that point. But it's still, I don't know, unsatisfying because you really don't know if they've been playing their best as of, you know, you still remember the Ravens game, the Steelers game, and the bad taste of the Raiders game. So, you know, at 6-3, and I think everything they want is in front of them, and I've talked to you about this in the past, is that this season to me is how they're playing down the stretch and measuring, you know, what they looked like early in the season against Steelers and Ravens. And if they can somehow, some way, get into the playoffs, it would springboard them, I think, for 2021. I don't think realistically anybody's expecting you know, deep run in the playoffs. If they could get in, even if they got pasted in the first round, I think it would be, you know, very similar to me thinking back to 85 when Kozar was a rookie and they got in at eight and eight. And even though they blew that game with the Dolphins, everybody knew they were on their way and three of the next four years went to the AFC championship. So, you know, that's what I think is in front of them. And, uh, I said going into this stretch of three games, they need to win two out of three. Well, they've won one of them, and so basically if they could split with the Eagles and Jaguars, win one of those, I'd be very happy with seven and four going down the stretch. But if they were to win both and be eight and three, I mean, I think they'd be in tremendous shape.
1: Absolutely, I think you're right as you – Build towards 2021. Even as you think of free agents, more of them are going to want to be in Cleveland with a team that might be winning and has some good players and made the playoffs and all that. So I think you're right. Down the stretch is going to be really, really interesting. We got some bad news for the Browns going into this Sunday, or at least possibly going into this Sunday, with Jack Conklin, um, Charlie Hugett. Uh, Cody Parkey, and then obviously earlier Andy Janovich and Chris Hubbard, all in different levels of the COVID-19 protocol. Based on what we're hearing and what we know and what how things have gone, Fred, who are you expecting back or hoping, who is the team hoping, will be back for Sunday that is currently on one of the COVID-19 lists?
0: Well, I think the three guys today, reading between the lines, I believe they were just close contact. I don't believe they tested positive um, because Stefanski won't say a whole lot, nor is he supposed to, but he did say that their test positive, it's like 10 days. Um, And that's, to me, I don't even know when Hubbard started, but I don't know if he would be back you know, even for Sunday, I don't expect Janovich to be – because I think those two guys both tested positive. Correct. But when asked about these three guys, he said, um, similar to Mayfield, a close contact isn't ne- isn't the same if they test negative. So if they test negative, I would even think, like Mayfield, that they might be back at practice Wednesday or Thursday. Um, well, obviously they weren't there today, but in the next couple of days, I guess – I guess Friday with the kicker and the snapper, I'm not too worried as long as if they pass their their protocol, they'll probably be ready to go. But I think Conklin's the biggest the biggest miss if he couldn't play. But I, I got the idea that they're optimistic, you know that that it wasn't a test positive thing. So I think he'll be back. I think all three of them will be back. I don't know about uh, Janaevich or Hubbard,
1: mm-hmm. but even
0: you know, they do have a, a backup kicker. Most teams don't have that. They have Matthew McCrane on the practice squad. He had pick, he had kicked for the Steelers and and a couple other teams. And so they do have a replacement kicker. And Stefanski said Mac Wilson would be the snapper. He's done it. Uh, they wouldn't have to go outside to get another snapper. And, you know, if Conklin and Hubbard can't play, then... Kendall Lamb would be at right tackle, but but I I, I kind of think that Conklin will be unless there's a setback, you know he doesn't, you know have a, a if he has a positive test and then, then he wouldn't, but if it's just contract tracing or whatever they call it, these roles are so hard to keep track of. But <laughs> there's so the much going on <laughs> between the lines that that those three guys would be back and ready. Little mild concern about. Miles Garrett, similar to Odell Beckham, he called up and said he wasn't feeling well. They told him to stay home, um, and, but he he wasn't put on the COVID list. So it's similar to Odell Beckham about a month ago, if you remember, he mm-hmm. um, was told the same thing. But then you have to go since you, you didn't come in for your testing. It's my understanding that he would have to, you know, get tested and Friday before he could practice on Friday. Um, so he probably won't practice tomorrow even if he's back in the building or feeling good. So, you know, hopefully those would be the big loss if you didn't have Garrett and you didn't have Conklin for sure. But I think Jacob Phillips was the only player last week who didn't play due to injury, and, and I get the idea that he will be uh, ready to go this week. I saw him out there today, and he looked he was running around pretty well. And, um, you know, The most recent injury report when they came out with it, you know, was was pretty favorable. They still – they had him as a full participant today. So um, he was limited all last week. So when you're full, that means you're expected to play.
1: Good, good. And that's that's great to have you on the ground and the boots on the ground to see him running around and uh, moving around, and then obviously the report coming out as him as a full participant – backs up what you saw on the field. So it sounds like hope. if if nothing changes, we're hoping that the biggest loss is Andy Janovich for this week uh, and possibly Chris Hubbard, hoping that everybody else, Jack Conklin, the long snapper, the kicker, and even Miles Garrett, uh, that everything moves forward as expected and they hopefully are playing uh, and then having Jacob Phillips back. Uh, but it's good to have a Kendall Lamb of the world. Uh, I actually <laughs> totally forgot that Kendall Lamb was on this team because Chris Hubbard stepped in at right tackle. Uh, so that is good that they have that at least third string kind of right tackle. Well, uh,
0: Lamb started 15 games for the Texans at right tackle two years ago. So, so he's played. He's you know, and so yeah, you're you're in pretty good shape with depth and things the team didn't have before. So, I think they're okay health wise. Unless, you know, the way this goes, you know, they get more positive tests as the week goes on. But it seems like they've been able to isolate it pretty well. I think, you know, more more than anything, it's just um, get their preparation and getting ready for the Eagles.
1: Absolutely. So speaking of the Eagles, uh, this is our opportunity to have a quick conversation about Carson Wentz. And so, you know, a few years ago, Paul D. Podesta. Uh, was basically quoted saying he didn't think he was going to be a top-20 quarterback. Wentz has had his ups and lately had some downs, and so for you, do you feel like this Sunday's game uh, will answer that question or give us more of a feel for what Carson Wentz was going to look like on on a poor Browns team? now the eagles aren't as stacked as they were you know in his first couple seasons and we're starting to see some war, warts on the field you know for you as you think about the big trade and who's left which is not many uh, even in the nfl uh for the carson wentz trade what are your thoughts about what this game could say about that trade and and carson wentz and kind of closing the book on the browns relationship or connection to wentz
0: yeah it's i haven't i haven't studied him but you know, I know he was playing at an MVP caliber level, was it two, three years ago? Yep. Um And then he had the injury, and so many times, you know, the injuries are really what derail some of these guys, and I don't know if it was mobility, but I knew he used to run quite a bit, and, and now he's been having, you know, throwing a lot of balls to the other team. Um, you know, everybody raised their eyes when... DeProtesta said that because he was being considered like I said as an MVP um, and he's kind of slid down I don't know if he's in the lower third tier I I might have him higher than that but yeah I think that it is interesting you know it's I think the things with Baker Mayfield and, and the comparisons with these quarterbacks just like you saw Deshaun Watson last week it's that you know, they went through on purpose going 1-31 basically to get, you know, that that big-time quarterback. And and Baker Mayfield, you know, you see he's done some good things and you just don't feel, well, wow, that guy's just for sure a, a can't-miss prospect. And now all these guys, you know, the injury mm-hmm. factor comes in. You think of um, RG3, you know. When he got injured, he was never the same quarterback, and and he had a better arm, better thrower, in my opinion, than, like, a Lamar Jackson, and you just feel like if Jackson were to get injured, I don't know if all he could do was throw, and, uh, you know, Wentz, I think a big part of it is kind of like the Josh Allen kid. He would take off and run, and I don't know if that's as much a part of his game now after the injury, and so... Yeah, as far as I don't know if it'll close the book a lot when these guys fade away and and they're not at the top of the heap. It's not as much topic of conversation, but yeah, a lot of it so much is the team around you and I know that that the Eagles, you know, had a lot of injuries to key players on on both sides of the ball. And so it'll be interesting because you got Baker Mayfield who you know, he's still trying to show what he can do. And in this offense where you really want to control the ball and run in the ball, you know, he's more of a game manager, so it's hard to evaluate him. But um, it will be interesting for sure to see Carson Wentz on the field. You know, the Browns haven't beaten the Eagles since like 1994. Which <laughs> coat tight was the Eagles' coach when that happened.
1: Oh my goodness. And that, you're right. It's so interesting to look at quarterbacks that we thought we knew, you know, whether it's Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson was an MVP last year, was the MVP last year. And then later, you know, and he destroyed the Browns early this season. And now people are having some questions about him. There's just so many times where quarterbacks, there's so few that seem to just be good. You just know they're going to be really, really good at that Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, now Patrick Mahomes type level. And so, uh, and you're right, Jake and I talked about it on uh, yesterday's pod, is that uh, it's really hard to evaluate Baker Mayfield when the goal is to run the crap out of the ball and then have him throw every once in a while. Then the last two games have been the win games, and we know win can, can just wreak havoc on, on so many things. So, Fred, I know you're, you are not Dick Goddard. Uh, you are not a meteorologist, but as you understand it, do we have any idea of what the weather expectations are for this weekend, after two straight games where weather was the story of the game,
0: well, as of right now, Sunday, sixty percent chance of rain, high of forty-eight degrees. But the big thing is, right now, the wind is eight miles an hour, which
1: <laughs> we'll take that's it.
0: the big factor. Talked to Mayfield today about that, and he he said the same thing. He said the wind's the the problem. If it rains, you know that that doesn't affect, you know, like it does. He said, if you didn't really throw a tight spiral, he threw one that tried to put a little touch on it to Jarvis Landry, and the wind took it, and it went like 10 yards over his head, and so, it, you know, even Stefanski said that the weather, the wind was worse than it was against the Raiders, and and so there was really no option but to run the ball, and to the Browns' credit, everybody watching knew they were going to run the ball, and the Texans couldn't stop him, and so that's a good sign, you know, that one-two punch, and you know, one thing, Janovich didn't play a whole lot the other day, 15-20 snaps, if he doesn't play, they may activate Johnny Stanton from the practice right. squad, but Stefanski also said that, you know, they might use the tight end more as the fullback, and somebody had asked, could you use Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb more together, and that's what I prefer. I don't know if he will or not, but I do give credit. Freddie Kitchens last year did that, and I really think that that would be so much more you know, effective going forward. I think both of them are willing to block for each other.
1: Absolutely. I thought Kareem Hunt was a, a really good fullback last year when he was in that position, and you would have never thought that because I think Chubb is the bigger back, but Hunt – you know, stayed low, was able to get those blocks and all of that. But, uh, again, one of the reasons that the Browns have a strong running game or want to have a strong running game is the running game travels. And so you can run the ball in perfect conditions, and you need to run the ball when the wind is 40 miles an hour or even this weekend, depending on how the rain is coming, you know, if it's really slick, if it you know, just hard rain, those kind of things. You know, a running game does travel, and so um the Texans didn't have a, r don't have a running game, they're a past happy team, and they were just not able to win that game where the Browns were. And so it was very, very good to see uh, you know, in in Cleveland we like our running games, we like that smash mile football. It's good to remind myself of Kevin Mack and Ernest Feiner and all of the other running backs down the, down the line. So, uh, Fred, really looking forward to your continued coverage this week as we get into this Eagles game. And if the Browns can walk out at 7-3, and three, uh, hope springs eternal for those playoff hopes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, and I think you wrote something about it, but I was saying the same thing. If there is a COVID that cancels the game, eight teams would get in the playoffs. And right now there's really only nine in the mix. And the other one is in that season finale, I said all along that game against the Steelers could determine the Browns getting into the playoffs. And right now, if the Steelers keep doing what they're doing, they may be resting all their players, unless they're 15-0. and 0, That would be the only reason they wouldn't, you know, and Ben Roethlisberger in particular, and that would that would be – you know, bode well for the Browns as well, because this team is much better than the ones that lost to the Steelers when they were resting their players in the past
1: <laughs> You know, how many years in a row did, or times in a row, did the Browns lose to the Steelers and then fire their coach right after? I felt like uh, that was just a, a
0: tradition a, like <laughs> none other. Tra- exactly. Every time we go over to Pittsburgh, we would go there mainly because they're probably going to be a firing after <laughs> the game.
1: Yeah, you guys are just ready for that. Not really the game for sure. Well, Fred, I appreciate your time tonight. I'll just tell you now, I, w- I probably will miss you next week for due to Thanksgiving. Uh, yep. Time with family is always going to be a priority if safely can be done, um, and just time to relax and to be thankful for everything. I am thankful for you and thankful for the OBR, so thank you for coming on tonight, and I hope you have a great night.
0: Thank you, Jared. Appreciate uh, it. You have a happy Thanksgiving too.
1: Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed uh, Fred as much as I do. Uh, again, I love talking to people who are smart, and so getting to talk to Fred, always a pleasure and always an honor. So hope everybody's doing well going into um, Thursday, Friday of this week and into the weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, before I finish up with what I always finish up with, folks. Football's back in full swing. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action bet online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you guys for stopping by again. Make sure you go over to theobr.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K Mueller. That's at J A R E D K M U E L L E R. And please, please, please do everything you can to take care of yourself. Make sure you're taking care of others. And go Browns!